Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, defining concepts in current media. And uh, I am your host, The Philosophical Angle, and I am the author of four books in philosophy, one of which is Defining Ethics, Good and Evil. And uh, the purpose of The Philosophical Angle is to examine the nature of the concepts being used in current media. And this week we're going to discuss the Democrats, and that they seem to be leading in the groping and sexual harassment contest that seems to be going on uh, in uh, in the current media, and uh, lately in the news, there's there's been a lot of charges, uh, groping charges, sexual harassment charges, even rape charges flying all over the place, and it's uh, it's against prominent politicians and uh, and media moguls. Uh, these charges have been leveled against both the Republicans and the Democrats, but it's not equal. The number of charges against the Democrats in politics and in media are way out of proportion. One was against the Republican, and uh, he is from the, he is from Alabama, Judge uh, Roy Moore, and all the rest are against men of the left-leaning persuasion. So now let's ask if there is a connection between the party with which you are affiliated and the preponderance of sexual harassment and groping charges. Could it be that there is a certain proclivity by the Democratic left for this type of behavior? Let's, let's, let's consider this. Let's explore. Well, this may shock you, so you better sit down. The reason why there is a proclivity for the left to receive these charges, to, to attain these charges of groping and sexual harassment is because of their ethics. Their ethics is only that the end justifies the means. This allows them to look at other people with whom they've come into contact as disembodied objects separate from human beings. The reason why they can do this is, is because the end justifies the means type of rationale indicates that the operator does not have to cooperate with others if they don't want to. The ends is the only thing that matters. person of the left can operate with such a methodology because in their hearts when they know that others were not part of the left those people they believe are inherently bad people uh, well obviously we, I, I need to explain this statement so the more you, uh, you the more you lean left that is the more you are in the ideologically driven democratic utopian socialist per persuasion, the more you are of the progressively driven democratic faith, and the more you adhere 
the ideology of the ends of the end justifies the means. The philosophy of the end justifies the means literally indicates that it doesn't matter how you get to the result as long as the result is achieved or, or your intention is achieved and, and, and that result is fulfilled. The problem with this philosophy is that it is self-centered. And it is self-centered upon each event of the socialist, utopian, Democrat. His, the Democrats' particular ideology and no other. Thus, with each event, the fulfillment of the, of the left's ideology is is paramount to everything else. The problem with this is that it allows you to, to use any means available to achieve your own particular ideology. Therefore, the self-centered will think that one's own ideology is the best. And the, and the only way that the world should be run. Now, um, by the way, that is the essence of the meaning of ideology. That is, ideology is how everybody or others should behave in this world. So, of course, when you know, you know that your ideology is the best and should be followed by all. Therefore, Whatever means you use to get others to behave in such a way, say politically, socially, economically, or, or whatever other discipline, whatever other discipline you can think of, then it is okay. And it is okay because you're achieving your ideology and your utopia that will be brought into the world, which of course will bring to the world the greatest amount of good. And thus, no matter how you get there, because it brings the greatest amount of good, according to your ideology, it is justified. Well, there's just one small problem here. The small problem is exemplified by all the great megalomaniacs uh, who have come to power throughout history. Hitler, Pol Pot, Stalin, Mao. That's just in the last century. All these mass murderers had one thing in common. They believed their ideology was the one and only for this world. They know that if they achieve their ideology, the world will find a great utopia and everybody will be producing goodness for the world. And once the socialist utopian democrat achieves power and controls the means to his end, they become enabled and they will become ruthless 
in instigating and installing their ideology on the population that they have come to control. Of course, once they have the means, they just murder until they mold society to be as they want it to be, which would, be, which would mirror their ideological ends. All the world's socialist, utopian, totalitarian scoundrels have behaved in this way. We know that the end justifies the means utilitarian philosophy. And that's what this is, this utilitarian philosophy of the ends justifies the means. It brings about great disaster within the world. And, and when it, it comes into control of, of society, it does so with super control. And with their totalitarian ideology, it results from from a non-ethical philosophy of the ends justifies the means which allows them the justification of mass murder, which allows them to achieve their ends. But there's a great flaw in this philosophy, and we have to ask ourselves the following question. We need to know what is it, or what in the ends justifies the means philosophy that produces this miserable political habit where everybody gets murdered. Let's give it the, the benefit of the doubt that it is a, a flaw. Because probably there are some ideologues or some ideologies out there whereby the means to the end were controlled by some benevolent leader who did not commit mass murder in order to achieve his ends. But uh, I, don't, I can't think of anybody offhand uh, you know, just sitting here. But perhaps there is. Let me know if you can think of anybody. By the way, you can just email me at contact at thephilosophicalangle.com. So, what, what is this, this flaw that I, that I mentioned? The flaw is that it is an unethical methodology to achieve a specific ideology, which is the ends that these ideologues have for their society. And if it is unethical, it is prima facie, not a good operational means of behavior. Well, how do I know it's unethical? We know this because it operates outside that which is ethical. And we know that this this is because the nature of ethics is the appropriate dispensation of respect to others with whom we come in contact. To explain a little further about this, we do the appropriate amount of respect to others with whom we have cooperated in the past or presently are cooperating or in the future in order to produce something. Uh, we, we cooperate with others in our society because we consider them important. And we consider them important in order to produce things. 
to produce goods and services that are good for us and good for society and good for all, all those with whom we want to cooperate. Thus, we cooperate in order to bring goodness and as much possible goodness to ourselves individually, to our family, to others with whom we cooperate in society. The total amount of goodness in any society will be maximized. Therefore, by giving the appropriate amount of respect to to individuals in our society, we bring great goodness. And so, therefore, thus, ethics necessarily optimizes goodness in any society. Now, this brings us up. Uh, this brings up one particular question. Um, I think, uh, and we need, we need to answer it. What is the nature of respect? How is it that respect by itself allows us to cooperate with others in society? Well, respect permits the Homo sapiens species to lower its aggressiveness in our in, in its behavior. We lower our aggressions and become submissive to the thoughts, actions, and, and the will of others. And by lowering this aggression, by offering signs of that we will cooperate, we are, we are allowing ourselves to cooperate. So, an example of that would be like a handshake. We stick our hands, originates from... Uh, showing the other person that we have no weapon. So, we're willing to cooperate. We put our hand, no weapon there. We're ready to go. So, let's get back to the, uh, the Democrats. What does this all have to do with the sexual harassment charges that preponderantly are being placed upon the the Democrat-leaning left ideologues in both media and the, and, and the political scene. Uh, as in a little aside here, uh, before I start with the Democratic left, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that the charges of sexual behavior on the, on the, polit- on the right-side politicians are, uh, are completely made up. Uh, and I'm talking pretty much to Judge Roy Moore. Uh, but that, and we know this because the, the left politically uh, uh, typically does this uh, just before any election. They they they'll bring out somebody uh, that can make some sort of uh, sexual harassment uh, allegations, and they've done this quite a few times before. So, uh, what are the charges uh, against the other politicians? Uh, well, uh, uh, let's go. Let's get let's, let's back up here. What are the charges? Uh, there's a one on the right, another one on the right, uh, on, but it's not really inside the sexual harassment field, and it wasn't all, uh, unlawful, although the the action could have been interpreted as uh, inappropriate or, or actually socially inept. Uh, some talk about surrogacy, um, not against the law. Um, 
But be that as it may, let's let's go and center ourselves on the attention of uh, those on the left, uh, the, the the politicians and the in the media uh, moguls that have been receiving the sexual harassment charges, and try to figure out if there's a, a connection between uh, our introductory definition of ethics and the sexual harassment charges. The connection uh, is that when one is amoral or that is without ethics, which is the philosophy of the ends justify justify the means, whomever is without respect of the other individual, this lack of respect becomes or tends to become habitual. Once it becomes habitual, your actions within society can degrade from the ethical to the unethical, which is from one of respect and one of the cooperation to the end justifies the means. Thus, once it becomes habitual, that person will tend to try to take, whenever given the opportunity, to take with, without the consent or cooperation of others. What's happening here is that when one has the ideological objective of the ends justifies the means, one forgets himself at times. Sometimes in his life he will be using appropriate ethics, such as at the workplace where he where he needs to cooperate with others to produce a, a good or service. But if he if he holds the ends the end justifies the means philosophy he will at times slip out of the ethical behavior to the end justifies the means of unethical type of behavior because it's so easy to do. Uh, so that person uh, may at times take from another human being pleasure which is not to be accorded to him. And so it is that those who are at the end justifies the means philosophy which are of the progressive left will at times overstep the bounds of ethical behavior and produce unethical sexual harassment type of behavior. They will have a, a proclivity toward let's have a proclivity toward it. So now we just have to ask ourselves one more thing. What is it about the progressive utopian Democrats that allows them to to enter the realm of the unethical behavior that leads them down the road to the ends justifies the means? Well, the connection is that those who are left-leaning progressive utopian Democrat, these utopian Democrats believe that, or, or they assume that, the other person in society, by his nature, is not good. And conservatives believe that the other person is apparently, by his nature, good. But it's an assumption on both sides. The politically independent probably just believe in, in neither and probably do not address the problem at all. But the conservative and the liberal do address the problem 
and their attitudes are, are opposite. So the significance is that if you are a socialist utopian democrat and believe or assume that the nature of, an, of another person is good, or actually for the democrat is not good, you will conclude that the other person's ideology is also not to be trusted and, and not to be followed. You will believe that your ideology is superior. And uh, if you believe your ideology is superior, you naturally would conclude that your ideology should be for the benefit of society and would result in overall goodness for society. That is, society should attempt to effectuate your particular ideology over those who are inherently bad. And if that is the case, then you will have a, a proclivity to employ and believe in that way, in that the ends justify the means. So when you're in regular society, your end justifies the means proclivity may give you the impetus to step outside your normal bounds of social behavior and take what you want a little more aggressively. And you might do it more aggressively than those who believe that the nature of others is inherently good, as the conservatives believe. Should you, my viewers, think of objections to this philosophy as, as I purported here today, why don't you give me a shout and give me an email at uh, contact at the, philosoph at the philosophical angle.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And we'll see you all next week on the Philosophical Angle Show. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.